This episode of Super GG Radio is brought to you by our Patreon. Patrons of the show can get our Dogs of Super GG Radio newsletter, Super GG Radio stickers, a slap on your clothes as PC or bag, input on what we cover, game nights with the hosts, and even a chance to win a copy of an indie we talked about. Not only that, but 90% of all patron contributions go to the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Visit patreon.com slash superggradio to learn more. What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 234 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. Our cold, Eric Getty Gettinger. With me, as always, is High Speed Hero with the Flaming Skull, Alex the Ghost Rider Arona. I'm going to stick to what I said originally when we recorded this episode. <laughs> uh, I prefer the second Ghost Rider, made by the people who made Crank. Those movies rule, and if you put them back to back, they make roughly two hours. Also, he pees fire. Alex, the only ghost writer that I know is Nicolas Cage. That, 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 is, that is my ghost writer. Hashtag, my, that's my ghost writer. Also, <laughs> also with us is Vampire with a heart of gold, Morbius, or should I call him Joel DeWitt? That was the bad movie, right? Like the, the really bad movie that Sony decided to then get trolled into releasing it back in the theaters. Uh, so many vampires you could have chosen and he wasn't this one. Mm-hmm. Indeed. But you know he was a Spider-Man villain before Jared Leto ruined everything. Yeah. Isn't that like kind of across the board the stance on anything Jared Leto? Man, I heard Dallas Buyers Club was a good movie. Was that because of or in spite of Jared Leto? In I don't. I don't know. In spite of. Wasn't McConaughey in that movie? Yeah, yes, he was. In spite of. Do you? Are you predisposed to Matthew McConaughey movies? Are they generally good? I've watched 15 minutes of Failure to Launch. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> That's a choice, Kenny. That was a choice. That, that was his rom-com days. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. It's about a guy who who can't who won't move out of his parents' place. Yes. Like he's close to forty. Terry Bradshaw's in it. I don't know why, but all right. Okay. I mean, he was uh, in American Psycho, so something good at least. Oh, Leto. Yeah. 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 I guess. You get. All, everyone gets one. All right, and finally, we have Sorcerer Supreme of the podcast, Alec Parks. Ooh, I know some things about this character. Do I get a company-provided baseball bat with barbed wire, or do I have to make my own? Have to make your own. Magical barbed wire. Do I get cool powers? Yes, you get the cool powers, but you have to say convoluted names whenever you cast said spells or use those powers. So, I mean... Take it for what you will. That sounds like work. Uh, I mean, you could be like Zatanna from the DC realm where you have <laughs> to say just words backwards. I mean, it's still work to know those yeah, words backwards. Mm. So. I'm saying it's a lot more work, I feel like. Is, is that the point where you'd be like, nah, I don't need magic powers. <laughs> I don't need yeah, I don't need <laughs> I don't need this. I can live without it. And then 15 minutes later, there's Alex writing words backwards so that he can say it out loud. <laughs> 
just want to open this jar of pickles. <laughs> Nepo. <laughs> Nepo. Uh, all right, that was that was worth a laugh. Uh, yeah, guys, this week we are all in on early adopters. We got three hot tracks. Gonna run through the news like we're on fire. Then slowly get to the end of the year backlog. We got to close it up before those game of the year lists are due. I know Alex is uh, on my case hourly now. I haven't even started mine. Hour, <laughs> and, and yet mine has to be first. <laughs> yours, yours is absolutely not first. It's not. No, Phil's is first. Oh, then good, Alec. Then you. All right. I well, guess I better I do that. Aw, <laughs> yeah. shucks. I guess I gotta do stuff. Uh, Super GG Radio, where we make you do things. I'll remember, Alex. I'll remember. Alright, who's ready for early adopters? Where we play alphas, betas, and... Guys, cat. Naked cat. No. Aren't only, all cats naked? Only at certain times. They sexualize him so badly. Th- this just... is like the Adam and Eve thing where it's like they were wild animals and free, but then they were taught the idea of shame and then had to put clothes on. That's what I this would, cat is. No, I would argue that the cat found some underpants and crawled into them, and then he got his muscles. So wait, is that boy. implying that uh, they're implying that the underpants are magical or that the cat is magical? I maintain that the underpants are magical. Okay. Hmm. hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe. When that cat is Would they ca- be magical like, if they were board shorts? No. It has okay. to be the banana hammock, Bikini- thong, Bikinis. g-string, whatever you want to call it. Got it. All right. Well, also I guess the other question I have is that that cat seems kind of magical when you're just playing him normal. Um, I mean, he just has physical attacks, right? Like wall climb. I mean, cats can climb walls. But can they defeat robotic aliens flying in space? Well, neither can this cat. No, neither. If you, if you jump on the flying enemy, let's get talk about the game. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm with Alec on this one. I also did not have any success defeating enemies. Oh, I, so, hey, you guys, you like platformers with uh, cool anime themes? Well, Niku Neko? Niniku Neko. Neko. Super there we go. Muscle Cat. Super Muscle Cat. This is the game for you. Super uh, Muscle Cat. The world is done. We have been invaded, and our only savior is a cat that looks like an old uh, picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger with a <laughs> with tiny speedo on and a cat and head. A cat and a cat head. Yeah. <laughs> he is our Lord and Savior, Super <laughs> Muscle Cat. All and hail Super Muscle Cat. So you you platform, you attack, you dodge, you get all these abilities, and then. Every once in a while, you'll see one of the anime ladies in the world that is your friend, supposedly. No, she's definitely <clears> your <throat> friend. But then you go to them, they do an anime cutscene where they rip off your bikini briefs, you freak out, cover your bits, and then transform into a regular cat. Just a tiny mm-hmm. cat? Tiny cat. 
And then when you're in tiny cat form, you know, you're faster, you can climb walls. Uh, you could head jump on enemies. I'm telling you, I did it. I, I feel I like this did is not just experience that. Yeah, exactly. It's like stealth mode when you're regular cat. You're just yeah. zipping around. You're trying to make it through. But when you're super muscle cat, boy, those melee attacks, powerful. I like the slide. The yep. slide where he just yep. sticks his arms out fully and then just slides across the ground. Yep. Yeah. So obnoxious. So over the top. This game is just that much fun. The uh, the checkpoints are litter boxes. Mm-hmm. And he definitely crouches down. <laughs> when he, whether or not it's cat form, a uh, person cat does it too. Um, it's just, it's weird. I, I, I know that you pointed out this beta uh, earlier this week, and I said, what the hell, let's get weird, Bill. I, I didn't expect this level of weird. Joel, but it's I'm also all a very about competent the weird. game. Yeah, no, it it has good mechanics. It, I guess this game has been in development for a while. It's not the first time it's been on the website that we utilize Alpha Beta Gamer, but it is definitely something that feels good. Uh, you're when you're super muscle cat, uh, your melee attacks have oomph to them, and at the same time, when you're a tiny little cat running around, you feel very vulnerable. And I. I, this game does it well. It's just so over-the-top anime, it hooked me in, guys. And the idea being that you are you, your muscle cat for defeating all these invading aliens, but then when you need to get into small crevices or do some wall climb, wall jumping puzzles, then you would need to transform into Tiny Cat. Um, Tiny Cat? Yeah, th- and when, they, when you're doing it, everything is like those big, bombastic anime cutscenes. And it's pretty sweet. You guys like that boss fight? It felt very Sonic the Hedgehoggy. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of booping. Booping people on the head. Yeah, and you I gotta hit it a certain number of times. Memorize the pattern. Yeah, like platforms that are being thrown fire or noxious fumes or something at it they have to make sure you're in the wrong right side uh to avoid that i the only thing the missing i think is that you you couldn't do like the the bouncing on top of the enemy and hitting them multiple times thing but uh yeah it, it was good it was good and the uh weightlifting cutscenes. did you guys yeah. find any of the secret areas where you had to pump iron yes i found I one not. of those okay <laughs> I thought it was, so there's some obstacles that are like, oh, you don't have enough strength. And I was like, all right, I guess I don't have enough strength. But then you can find these like little areas and it's like, all right, you're at the gym now. and You have to run well, from bench press to bench press and then just pump iron. It was just tapping the button, right? There yeah. wasn't any timing aspect to it. But yeah, there was a, a neon light, even like with an arrow that said gym and in some spots it would be like going down a tunnel the one that actually opened up for you this time i think it was a moving platform that sort of went southwest Mm -hmm. uh, to a different area but it's yeah it's i really wonder whether that's just like a taste for the weird ideas they have throughout the entire game because if if it's just littered with like dumb gym focused midi games if they're all different yeah sign me up I mean, I feel oh, like I'm it, confused. He could do squats not how too. How you guys go to the gym? 
What's uh, it, do you not like <laughs> run from bench press to bench press? Is that not how it works? Alex, who's Jim and have you told Beth? <laughs> run from bench <laughs> press to bench press. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, when I go to the gym, I normally use the treadmill and then I will do some machines. I don't normally use the free weights, but... Who's the machines? Uh, Florence and her friends. Yeah. There we go. Are we just making bad references now? Absolutely. Super GG Radio. I I think are. 60% more bad references. No. No, we have to say that like we made good ones. Super GG Radio. We do a Simpsons one here and there. That's not bad. Or Futurama. Sometimes. Do we? Futurama was good. I Keep going, do. Getty. Hot what take. else we got? I Futurama do. was a good show. <laughs> yeah, the first couple seasons, sure. And then, like, the seventh season, and then, like, the eleventh season. I don't even stand by those. <laughs> you don't even Get know what here, happened. Getty. What's next? Alex, we got so many games. I'm just falling over games to get out of here. I'm trying to get us to more no, games. No, <laughs> it's not okay. Okay, yeah, I guess we can move on to another game. Hey, guys, let me tell you about Mermaid's Tongue. This week we also played a point-and-click game. That's, that's an adventure. A, that's a genre. What's a point-and-click adventure? You, you do the pointy, you do the clicky. Uh, Mermaid's Tongue. This one is from the perspective of a couple of characters who are trying to solve the murder of a sea captain. And, yes. you know, I'm going to toss this one over to... Who, who played this? Who didn't play this? I did not. Okay. Thank you for your honesty. Yeah. I feel like Joel might have appreciated Mermaid's Tongue, even though the pointy and clicky nature of it. So give me some impressions. How do you feel about Mermaid's Tongue? Uh, so in the 10 minutes I played mm-hmm. of the game, it uh, <laughs> I, I love the way it looks. It's got a very cool art style. The, the characters have this sort of pale white... Uh, it's uh, like uh, skin tones and very kind of like off color, like almost seafoam green hair or like a slightly different toned red for the uh, other guy's hair. It's it's very uh, stark in that way. And there are even spots when you're searching the uh, the ship, like things will illuminate a certain color if, if there's a fire in a kiln or there's a space where there's a green like hue coming out from the distance the the art style is on point the writing's clever mm-hmm. and both the characters are funny and, and enjoyable without feeling forced so i appreciated that um another cool piece was that moving from space to space it's it's like a, a map like you you go to a menu and it gives you branching spaces to go and and as you open up different parts of the the level that that's how it goes rather than having to do like a like a turn and, and go in a direction like mist or um, stuff like that so I, I like that format quite a bit um for the point and click for dummies i wouldn't have hated having an option to like have it highlight the interactables mm-hmm. you know um i just I find it harder and harder to be bothered with what the actual light. I need to just click places that might be something to see what happens in this game. The tricky part is that this is a cursor, 
they like kind of just give you a, a random cursor and they also voice acted every in, like interaction to it but the weird thing about that is that like the cursor can be on anything yeah and they definitely like like made voice line this is a table these are some <laughs> cards mm-hmm. this is a rug and it's like okay, okay is any of it like relevant no they just voice acted everything and then also made sure that like ev- like you know you could click everywhere and i'm like that's that feels like a lot because you never know what's relevant mm-hmm. but but you know somebody you loves should. that there's somebody out there that loves that they went through the effort to voice act every little piece of minutia <laughs> of course yeah, Getty's because one of those people for because sure. it shows the extra effort and mm-hmm. when you're you're clicking around you know some of the stuff is pretty overt so when you click on it it's like oh yeah there's a book on the ground i'm gonna click on that and then you can interact with it you can turn the pages of the book it's like the little details of course that make it something special um and uh, yeah as joel said you can move to different areas i thought that was really cool the format of it because sometimes you just feel like you're clicking back and forth. The I think it was the good bones that we played earlier this year, and there was one like point in the game where you can go to the kitchen or you can go to the living room, and I kept clicking in just the wrong spot, and I feel like that took away from the experience. In this, it was, all right, let's take a step back, and you can go to this mini-map, and you can pick the zone that you want to go to. Obviously, in the demo, it limited your ability to do that, but... I, I love the effort that you get when uh, they voice act everything. It, do they need to? No, but it's still fun. I think at the same time you have to think about like what, because there is uh, point and click adventure games, but then there's also like like really trying to be a detective like figure it out type game and in this case it's like trying to be more of a detective fill it out type game that have like puzzle elements like really heavy puzzles that are very intricate and that seem complex then there's also like these just like yeah just a lot of like extra like it's it's going the extra detail because it's supposed to be more difficult i think so that's that's how i think about it is i think about it as more of a realistic detective game yeah. Oh, you have to do it. Did you get to the end of the adventure, Alex? No, I, I actually was having a little bit of tough time just even with the first puzzle with the like of the rotating shapes. Okay. Yeah. I, eventually you get to this point where you discover a cauldron and then you have to manipulate it and it gives you like prompts. It's like, uh, this person was killed by this, but you like pick a word and you drop it in there. And then they walk you through the logic that they use to get to that point. And uh, I don't know if it's different from playthrough to playthrough. I guess I'm the only person that got to it. But I still think that it's neat that they did something in that regard. We saw it with Sonic as well in that graphic novel that we played, The Death of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, yeah. Where you had to like deduce and figure out clues in order to come up with a, an assumption there. Hmm. All right, so... Anybody else want to talk about the mermaid's ta- uh, the mermaid's tongue, not the tail? That's not a different part of the body. It was very yes. well made. It was very well made and very detailed. All right. Okay, so I guess that just leaves the game that Alec wanted to talk about, and uh, I will not uh, shame myself into admitting that I played it a couple of different times. 
Die in the Dungeon Origins. So, Alec, oh, I this a couple times. tell me Die in the Dungeon's Origins. What's going on with this? So you've got... It's a roguelike deck builder, or die builder, I guess. Or as we say, an Alec game. It's an Alec game. <laughs> uh, you have yourself and a board that you can fill up with dice that do different things. They attack, they defend... Or they boost or heal. Or they, yeah, they heal. And you go through a dungeon <laughs> fighting various enemies until you either die or complete the dungeon. I never completed the dungeon. I died a lot. I don't know I... if you could complete the dungeon. It is a, it is a, you know, it is, it is a, a demo. demo. It is a demo, yeah. But It'll be I, interesting I will... to see what they if they add a cumulative uh, upgrades to it and to affect your runs. Oh, maybe. I definitely. I I could tell you that I I I definitely was like, oh, okay, I should probably play this again. Like I played it, and then I was like, oh, that's a cool demo. Let's just hit the play button again. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just it's just it's very like easy to understand. Um. But there is like um, just an easy mechanic of just having like a bunch of die in front of you. Pick what you want to do. You have three. You could pick three dice. You get either an enhance, an enhance die. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do an enhance, and then I'm gonna do two attack die, so I hit for even more damage. Great. But then I'm gonna take a bunch of damage. So next time I'm gonna shield and heal. Do an enhance, shield, and heal, and that way I'm getting double shields and double heals. And it's like great, but I didn't attack now, so now they're not like again. It's just it's just you just keep going and shifting and doing all this, these different like variations on it, and it's like it's really fun. It's really it's like it's addicting. It is experimenting, and then after you know you get like bonuses where like what do you want to do? Do you want to get full health or do you want to do this other thing? And then I pick like you know. I want uh, an enhanced attack die, so now I have a four a four attack die. So like okay, great, I can hit uh, four damage now. But if I enhance it, I do eight. Yeah, that's, that's really what I want. It was kind of cool. You get so many. Your inventory has so many of each dice type, and yeah. it says what their faces are, so what they each one is capable of showing up in your hand as. Yeah, and then you even get like quests where it's like use some of your die and you can and then it'll roll and you whether you completed the quest or not. And you pick which quest you want to do and they'll tell you what kind of die they need and they will also tell you what role they need. So there's a lot of like oh, this is going to be exciting because I'm going to explore this closet and hopefully I find a chest or you find nothing. Okay, cool. And then keep moving because it's all randomized and it's just a lot of fun that way where it's just like it can really there's a lot to play with there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I like the quest. And it, yeah, it told you what uh, your target number was every time. So you could kind of play with that as well. Those were mean. Dice. But they were so mean because it was like, uh, sometimes it would give you the option to use any die. All right. And then other times it'd be like, oh, but for this one, you need a special one, like an uh, an element or enhancement one. And I was like, I don't, I don't have that. Where do I get that? So you have to choose a different one. Yeah. Or you have to, like, I think you get it from some of those, like, random, like, because yeah. I, yeah, because I definitely got, like, a weird, like, 
like clear blue dye that was just kind of like um it in it was it wasn't an is it the glass one it, yeah and what it did was it said that if you have like um an element it'll double that so i'm like oh i'm probably gonna get like a poison die and there definitely was like an enemy that attacked and it was like oh it has poison cloud which means that it fills up your spot for dice so it makes it a little bit harder to like use all your dice yeah. So you have to kill it fast or else the poison clouds are on your dice. Board. That's that's one of the things I thought was really cool is that you could get like this, maybe it was an environment dice that you could drop in a certain space. And depending on what number was on it, the following turn, you would be able to get a plus of whatever it was to that spot. So if it's a three, yeah. you drop it in that spot the next turn. If you have like a three on your die, then you get a six if you put it in that spot. So, I mean, there was a lot going on here. Um, I and we keep saying we keep saying. I just want to make it clear. Yeah, we there's a grid. Positional. There's a grid that you can drop it's, the it's dice. It's a on. grid like it's a board that has a grid where your dice will be placed. And say so you put like your enhancement die somewhere, it'll highlight mm-hmm. three spots on your board, and that's where you also have to put your like. Say if you do an attack die, if you put it where the enhanced die is like highlighting on your board, you'll then enhance that dice. So you can enhance multiple dice at a time. It's like it's positional, but also dice based. Yep. Yeah, there were what uh, ten positions on the board. Yeah. Eight. But if there's yeah. like a poison cloud, it'll start taking those away. I wanted to say eight for some reason, but yeah, it's it should be ten, shouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm playing so. it right now, and you don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good. This game. would That's make Steam Deck's for. This would make a fantastic mobile game too. So yeah, yeah. Steam Deck. Um, out of curiosity, I know that Alec doesn't get a chance to play too many, but I know you love games like this, so how far did you get in your run? Do you know? Uh, my best run got me to dungeon level 10. Okay. All right. I think I got to two or three. Now, when you say dungeon level, do you mean just what it said at the top? or? Yeah, what it said at the top. Okay. Okay. First run I got me to cut. seven. I had a couple that were only five. Yeah, I just kept getting cocky, <laughs> and also I wasn't like taking it too serious because again I'm like, well, we're talking about it for the podcast. I'm not gonna take it too serious, so I'm just like messing around and watching my like doing like you know little silly silly moves here and there. Okay, no, it definitely increases in difficulty as you go, and I was just kind of curious um, how far everybody was able to make it. But yeah, you can the amount of stuff that you can upgrade and the different variations of dice that you can get. This has replayability. I love games like this. Having just finished Backpack Hero, this is definitely a game for me. Yeah, maybe like this is the next one for you. It might be. Well, the the game isn't out yet. Die in the Dungeon, but Origins is still out. I say give it a shot if you're a fan of if rogues. This is a nice, nice place to start. Nice healthy place to start. Okay. Alec, roll for initiative. I know you have a die there. I, You know, I've got a whole bag. <laughs> I love Let it. Let me see. All right. what, 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 are, which, which system are we playing? Are we doing D6 based? Are we doing D20 based? No, roll a D20, and then based on the result, we're going to take a break. We're taking a break anyway. Are we? If you roll one, <laughs> we're not taking a break, and we're going straight to the news. Oh, man, now i got to find my dice. Let's find an actual D20 in this There's a 5% chance that everybody has to suffer. 
<laughs> this is my favorite part of Dungeons I, I don't like and Dragons. These odds. Eighteen. <laughs> All right, we can take oh, a break. All right, we'll catch you guys on the other side. Yeah, we're not talking about the Game Awards this week because we talked over them last week. If you want to check that out, it's on Twitch. Yes, but I have to put up. I got. I'll put up our YouTube version. Yeah, YouTube version. Super GG Radio. Dot talks over the Game YouTube Awards. YouTube slash. Just stopping. <laughs> I, I thought you were about to say dot edu. <laughs> hey guys, E three is dead. Long live Super GG Radio. Super GG Radio. That's sexy. <laughs> Alex, I don't, you can't say that. I can't say that. No, it's not offensive. Somebody's gonna. We don't own it. Somebody's gonna check that. We're gonna get in trouble. Good, and have it rerouted to us. Please buy that domain. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, again, E3 is dead. Long live E3. So yeah, uh, it's official. No more E3. It's a bummer, but you know I. Uh, but is it? it for, as I mean, a kid, I, I, I wanted I, to, I go. Yeah, to go. I mean, yeah. I I've been following video game stuff since I was in like middle school, right? So it, it's E yeah. three was heard the big stories thing. all the time. If you follow people about mm-hmm. like each three stories, like sneaking in when they were teenagers under fake pretenses of being part of a, <laughs> uh, a gaming website or something, or or getting invited if you worked at GameStop, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like oh, I'm a I'm a manager. May all managers are allowed to go at e, go to E3, and it's like mm. right. And, and then you saw like those old presentations where they crowded an entire theater, <laughs> and, and I mean. More recent years, it was actually a presentation, but before they were like business meetings with PowerPoint slides and talking through business strategy. And and like the whole point is that it was supposed to be for like company, like like a, like you would go to uh, you would go with your game just so you could see how many to like s- to send to GameStop. Okay, it seems like people are pretty interested in buying my game. So GameStop employees, how many do you want to want to buy of my game? You know, it was like it was supposed to be like an actual like. You know, it's supposed to be like uh, for companies to buy copies of things, right? Trade shows. Yep. But it's gone. Gone forever. It's dead now. I mean, from my understanding, like the soul had been gone for a couple of years. So it's like one of those things that like I wanted to go. I always like, you know, that was always the dream. But then at the same time, it's like, do I would I have wanted to go now or would I have wanted to go in like 2010? Who knows? The answer's probably 2010. <laughs> oh, well. <clears throat> but you know what's not dead? Was so? <laughs> nope. Tell us more. <laughs> Apparently Death Stranding. Hideo Kojima <laughs> is partnering with A24 for a live-action Death Stranding movie. You guys know about A24? I'm aware Sounds of them. Familiar. I've watched a handful of their movies. Okay. Well, there you go. I think Sheet Ghost is an A24 movie. 
Alex, is there a way to kick you from the chat? <laughs> <laughs> there absolutely is a way to kick you from the chat. Well, I think I like you enough not to, but you need to cut it out right now, sir. <laughs> sheet Ghost Me. I'll find a way to make you watch Sheet Ghost Me. Don't that you movie, Sheet right? Ghost yeah. Me. Yeah, it's yeah. that movie. It's called Ghost. It, no, it's called... It's, it's called, Nobody it's, Knows... It's ghost Story. It's called... It's ghost Story. Woman... Ghost Story. Shame eating a full pie on camera while a guy stands for in like, a sheet... I, next to her for, for like seven minutes yeah. dude for like seven minutes casey affleck's sheet goes it's it's called ghost story i, I like the name sheet oh, ghost man. better. <sighs> yeah dream scenario i want to watch that oh yeah i heard good things that's the new nick cage so they they have a bunch of uh they've been getting a, a bunch of good press i know that uh my partner had told me that they were one of the first studios that reached an agreement with the actors when the strike had begun and that's why they were able to put out some content. Um, but A24 is, uh, they're doing some good things. So I'm terrified of what that means. Because Death Stranding the movie might be a good video game movie? No. <laughs> and not even because, like, a lot of people are like, he's just walking. No, it's more about the fact that, like, that plot is nonsensical. All right, Alex. As somebody who liked who liked that movie let me, or that game, I liked that game. Let me pitch I this. I played all of that game. Let me pitch this. That game plot is nonsensical. Norman Reedus yes. with a crossbow. And a fetus on his chest. Yes, I get it. And a bunch <laughs> yeah. of packages. And he's mm-hmm. the only man that can deliver them. And for some reason, when people die, they turn into a nuke. He is Death Stranding. When people die, they turn into a nuke within 24 hours. Oh, you're not their corpse does. You're not saying it in the deep voice, like the movie voice. So I can't take it seriously. It's all right. It's, it's again like the, that's just like that's plot number. That's plot point number one. Hideo Kojima, that's, if you hear this, like the, hire me. That's the f- hire me for this. In a world where men turn into nuclear warheads upon death, <laughs> one man must deliver your packages. Norman Reedus, across the wastelands, he is Death Stranding. No, T for Sutherland. Oh, come on. (laughs) No, then I'd have to say he has 24 hours to do it. (laughs) You know what? You know what? I'll see this movie if Conan's in it. You know what? You're seeing this movie. He was in the game. You're seeing this movie. He needs to be in the movie. You're seeing this movie. He he was in the game, Conan O'Brien, as himself. Oh, really? No, he he wasn't wasn't himself. himself. But he might as well have been, and he needs to be in the the movie. It's I'm I'm waiting yeah, for. And I told you, pl- and I told you, plot point number one. That's plot point number one of t- like 30, 30 different plot points that just are like, like just boggle the mind as to why that like. Oh, it's just like a fact. They just say like, oh, by the way, ghosts. When you die, your ghost is just like a weird haunting thing with a with a with an umbilical cord that will turn into goo and murder people. Why? It's just the way the world is now, man. I kind of want to make a bad bet with Alex about this movie. Well, I'm not me saying a PS5? it's going to be bad. <laughs> I'm saying is that plot makes no damn sense. No, like, if I lose, I watch Sheet Ghost. If he wins, or... <clears throat> what is the bet, though? If this is a good movie, then I will watch oh, Sheet Ghost with who? you. Yeah, according to according who? to the internet, not Alex. That's Alex not has a bad opinion about movies. <laughs> he liked That's the Assassin's Creed movie. Come on. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I said it was. 
I said it was better than a lot of our video games. You movies. said that Assassin's it was a Creed B. Is top tw- a B is, is a good 20. score. <laughs> That's not a good score. Yeah. B's are better than D's. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, what's his, what's his name had some problems. He had no plot, no no story arc, no growth at all. He nope. was just there. That, that was a. I, it was barely a movie. What was it? What was his name? Uh, was what's it? Name? It was a Fastbender in that movie. Yeah, Fastbender. Yep. Fastbender is is a guy that they they brainwash to be the like they go into his history to be an assassin. And then he's like, I don't like this, screw you. And they're like, too bad. And then afterwards he destroys the company. And they're like, why'd you destroy the company? He's like, I don't like you, screw you. <laughs> but he also used his assassin powers because he had those. But again, for what reason? They're just like, why did you do this? Because screw you, that's why. Okay. All right. I mean, you guys have never just had that <coughs> urge to, well, burn it all down. No. Yeah, that's why you I play the backlog. Games. You should play our backlog game, American Arcadia. I mean, I wasn't really burning it all down. I was just trying to escape. So anyway, we got some more news. I, I thought yep. we were going to run through this fast, but we got waylaid by... You got me on Death Stranding. We got man. waylaid got by Jackassery once again. <laughs> Spider-Verse game is in the works. Uh, we found that out because of it. a leak at Insomniac. They got hacked. Um a lot of stuff came out besides this game. Uh, not not good stuff. So, yeah. There was a Spider-Man game before that did, like, multiple spider people in different stories, right? Yeah. Did you call them spider that was a good one. people? Yeah. Well, what else would you call them? They're not all men. And Joel, it was called Spider-Man 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What you have multiple game? spider people in that as well. <laughs> no, what was the um? No, what was that game? Because that game ruled. Shattered... Maximum Carnage. No, uh, Shattered Dimensions was the sequel to it. The okay. one before it. Alex is using the internet while he's doing that. Yeah. Uh, another leak. PS Five Pro, possibly. It was Shattered Dimensions. There was a sequel to it, though. What was the sequel to it? Implications of PlayStation 5 Pro? I don't think that anybody here cares. Edge of Time. There was Shadow Dimensions and Edge of Time. Uh, I mean, I, I, wasn't I don't have a PS5 yet. I wasn't familiar I... with this news, but I doodled it real quick. And the first website I got to is truetrophies.com. And the headline is, PS5 Pro Specs Incoming as Leets Expected for Controversial Console. Controversial. How's yeah. it controversial? <laughs> the PlayStation 5 is problematic. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's more the fact of that, like, they just released, a, like, a like a quote-unquote slim. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I mean, again, it looks it seems like it'll be faster. I mean, but not real good ray tracing still. And I just don't know how much more we need. Like, I don't... Consoles are never going to get, like, 60 FPS ray tracing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and... I, I did the PS4 Pro upgrade um, partially because I found a good deal for it. But but uh, was it was it worth it? No. I, I, I mean, no? I, I guess I wouldn't really know because I got rid of my normal PS4, right, and, and didn't play. But you didn't, feel, you didn't feel like it was a noticeable jump for you? It, it was a minor improvement that it was like, oh, this runs a little smoother. Cool. You know, but it, it was 
nice and loud still. It, uh, I didn't have the TV to really justify any sort of 4K upgrade anyway, so it was kind of whatever. Destiny 2, that's all I have to say. Didn't run better with, uh... Main motivation, loaded faster, uh-huh. was was smoother for playing it. Um, do I need a PlayStation 5 Pro? No. No. I mean, I, I understand I why so. they're doing it. I mean, they're, what, three years into the system or something like that by now? Aren't we a little yeah. bit further along? Are you I further thought we were, that? like, four, four years? No, 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 no. I mean, I, I feel like I didn't get Googling. this thing until... It came out uh, in 2020, November yeah, so 19th. Three years. So yeah. okay, o- almost three years. Almost four. Go, uh, four is in November next. Yeah, we it's been a little years. over three. Okay, so I mean, it made sense that they'd be doing like they did last uh, generation, right? So they they've found their cadence with that. But yeah, I I barely use mine, so <laughs> it's like, why would I need a pro? I just don't think that there's anything that's that high-powered enough no. for it. No, there yeah. there hasn't really been anything I've played on that where it was like, this could use an upgrade. Like, like Nintendo, the Switch stuff, this could use an upgrade. But Sony, no, I haven't experienced that. Yeah, but are you really going <laughs> to... There's no such thing as a Switch Pro. You're just going to Switch 2.0 at this point. Yep. Right. Yep. All right. Next piece of news: The Last of Us multiplayer game canceled. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I played the original, and that was super fun. Oh, the PS3 uh, online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's weird that they've been having such a hard time with this because, like, the Uncharted multiplayer was surprisingly like like it was a fan favorite. I would play that. I would also play and another Uncharted game. No, but what I'm saying is that then the Uncharted online, or the the Uncharted online was great, and then they made the Last of Us online, and people loved it. So I just don't understand why they're having that much trouble. I don't remember there being the monet, the amount of monetization hooks in those older ones that games. But that wasn't. The, but the rumor was that it wasn't fun. Hmm. Like Maybe that was what Bungie yeah. had said. The, yeah, but the I mean, it's, consulting was that it wasn't fun. But that that's like, also a separate so game, right? This this online multiplayer game was supposed to be a separate standalone th- thing, right? Where yeah. Last of Us and Uncharted Online was tied to the single player game. Before. Uh, I don't know. So I think there's a value proposition thing too. You play? Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You play those games when you say Uncharted, you say Last of Us. You play it for the story, the characters. The multiplayer was just like an extra thing that they added eventually, but I I also don't know what they are doing to differentiate themselves from just like a generic free for all game shooter, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the mechanics from from Last of Us that you liked, right? The crafting materials. Yeah, but do I the being I don't know, man. I played Gears of War pvp back in the day mm-hmm. and i hated it <laughs> okay but i played it <laughs> and people would just talk trash the entire time this this seems like another scenario where unless it comes with a game i don't know that i would pay and i don't think it would be fun you really have to be dedicated 
and there would have to be a way to you know warrant there to be like a like a tournament or something like a way to bring it into uh, i know not evo but one of the other gaming tournaments right otherwise what are you doing you're playing competitively online for nothing that's not fun I mean, at least in Destiny, I have my shitty story. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the Traveler, Getty? The Orb of Light that is in the sky? We still don't know what he is. uh, Well, who he is, but we know what he is. Yeah, great story. Exactly. Great story. Hey. Hey. Cade 6 is coming (laughs) back. Take that, Alex. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. You know why? You know why? America. America. Doesn't make any sense. All right. We got some 1.0s this week before we drown you in freebies. So let's run through them. Chess-O-Rama goes 1.0. Alex needs to gush on this. So imagine minigames like turn-based soccer, but all of your players are chess pieces and they follow the rules. So if you're on a grid soccer game and you're, you know, you're... Your rook only can move a certain way, and your pawns can only move a certain way, and you're kicking the ball, and you're moving up and down. It's a bunch of mini games using the chess pieces, and that's cool. Like, this this I had a code for, and I was like, I didn't play it, and I feel so bad because it looks so cool. I just was an idiot. So, Chessarama went 1.0. Uh, congrats to them. That one's fun. Hyped for this. I will be purchasing this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cookie Cutter goes 1.0. Uh huh. Metroidvania. We played this a no, long, no. long time ago. I want them to listen to this, and I want them to understand how much we loved this demo, and how much I expect Alex to get a code to review this. <laughs> you heard me, cookie cutter devs. This game is epic, and we know it, but we still need to play it. I mean, would you say it slaps? I would say, As the kids say it slaps, and it's in your face, and what, what slap city? It sure ain't cringe. There we go. <laughs> this ain't your mom's Metroidvania. It. It's a little cringe. <laughs> I hate I hate your mom's. This ain't your mom's Metroidvania. I like that. Uh, cookie cutter turn based two D. Uh, not turn based. It's two D platformer. Uh, like Metroidvania action packed brawling combat looks like a. Like an MTV cartoon in one of those, like, you know, uh, the way that they, uh, was it called? Liquid Television. Just those, like, really, like, kind of trippy cartoons. Oh, yeah. So cool. This is just animated beautifully. The animations are phenomenal. It's just smooth as butter. And when we played it, it just, the, the story that they had started to build and the character, just, just great. I can't wait until we can talk about it more on the podcast. And then the last one, which <laughs> is one of those cozy games, House Flipper 2 went 1.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to them. I look forward to a flipping house down the road. <laughs> Joel. What? <laughs> you know what? He's flipping houses. We'll see. He's it won't be. Doing. It won't be till twenty twenty four either way. But we'll see. Yeah. All right. Freebies. 
Freebies. Freebies. We just giving away bees here. All right. Giving away bees. <laughs> All right. Yep. I'm ready. You ready? All right. Let's do this. <clears throat> is this supposed to be perpetuum or is it perpetum? It's perpetum. Perpetum. You two use two use for a double dose. Uh, so what is perpetum? <laughs> Which is on Steam. <laughs> it's a persistent sandbox single server massive as MMORPG. Uh, build your own mechs. Uh, and gained access to an alien planet, resources and knowledge, amass huge wealth, and even claim part of the world for yourself. Uh, this is like a, it's a kind of a mech shooter, but also a, a, a mech Minecraft. You're not, you build up the mech, you customize the mech, you do what you want, but also you're going around the world and collecting resources to build houses and build new technology to build more mech stuff to do more stuff. Stuff on the stuff. Awful. You tie you tie, you tie the stuff to your mech. Awful lot your mech of does stuff. The thing. It's pretty cool. Looks good. Are are we sure about this game? Is that the one you have what highlighted you or? No, perpetu perpetuum. No. Because no, no. official development was discontinued and the server is shut down in January twenty fifth of twenty eighteen. No, I'm not. Get rid of it. It's up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank was you, Alex, for catching that one. Vaporware. Vaporware. Yeah, we don't want vaporware in here. Nowhere. Especially considering it's single server. Yeah. Don't care. All right, so we definitely have Omega Strikers over on Steam. Omega Ooh. Strikers is uh, anime soccer. You get crazy cool characters who all have different abilities, and you play futuristic laser soccer. It looks cool as hell. Crab game on Steam? Wait. Crab game? Is this the one where your crab has a gun? No, first-person <laughs> okay. multiplayer game where you play through several different mini-games based on children's game until one player stands victorious. This is Squid Games. Oh. Freebie Squid Games. Okay. And then we have Virtual Cottage on Steam. I found this and I was like, holy crap, this is kind of cool. Um, this is not a game. This is a keep yourself on task timer. You uh, set a task, you set a timer, and it presents to you a cozy little cottage uh, indoors where your character is now sitting at a desk and he is working. He is little scribbling on notes, so you hear that little scribble noise. There is little soft rain on the roof of the house and they're playing you lo-fi beats. And it shows your little goal that you wrote out for yourself and a timer that you set for yourself. It's like a little meditation like, hey... I'm going to meditate for five minutes, and I'm going to set a timer in this game. And it just does it and makes me all calm and cool. And I saw someone, like, write, like, I'm going to do the dishes, and then it's, like, for 15 minutes. And then it just your character's just sitting there in the game, just, like, <laughs> relaxing while the timer's going down, and it's all mellow. Oh, this is, this is real stupid, but I like it. Mm. <laughs> I really kind of saw this and was like, oh, man, this is definitely something. All right. Destiny 2 Legacy Edition on the Epic Game Store. We don't... I mean, it's Destiny Yeah, we too. don't have to say anything else. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Next. What makes it Legacy? The content. Oh. The content. What if we went back to Destiny? Some of us never uh, left. 
I also said that. Uh, I mean, I'll, the, I've also said that whatever you, if you guys all want to play a game, I'll play a game with you. Yeah, Alex always wants to play games with me. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> it's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> right, next. Legend of Keepers Career of a Dungeon Manager. Uh, this is uh, a uh, idol manager. You put your character, not an idol like uh, like singers, but like the you don't actually do the combat. You just put teams together and they go and raid dungeons and you manage their treasure and whatnot. This isn't a freebie. This is a giveaway on GOG, good old games. So if you go to GOG, Legend of Keeper, Career of a Dungeon Master, you can enter the giveaway for a free code for this game. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Well, we didn't even make it like 30 seconds into the news before you guys started talking about work. So, yeah, fantastic. Ouch. Let's take a break before we hit the backlog. with the backlog vlog where we play games i had to do it i had to do it i had to bring to you today american it's a double duty american arcadia and well there's a double there's a double alex getty this is a like we've done like double, the, the backlog is all alex and getty it's weird i thought that we'd have more backlogging from from the log book but all right we're doing this american arcadia we played this as a demo, we don't have to, I don't have to explain it for you, but I'm going to explain it for the listeners, for the viewers. American Arcadia is a story in two parts. You are playing as a individual who is part of a society, and he is, uh, you know, going along with everything in this 2D I called it a walking simulator. I got called out for it last time. So let's call it a platformer this time to make everybody happy. Uh, but most of the movement that you're doing is always to the right. And your character is usually walking, sometimes running, and he's just going along with everything until he gets contacted by another character who is gameplay is in the first person. As you live in Arcadia, and now you're trying to escape from Arcadia. So Alex... You have finished it. Yep. What do you want to talk about for American Arcadia? What I feel like we're both pros at this, so um, I want to talk about the thing that it isn't wasn't displayed in the demo, uh, and so they do this kind of like it. it it's it, there is like a little mini interstitial, like like almost like the office uh, confessionals. Yes, <laughs> in interview. <laughs> your, your, yeah, well, your character will like they'll be your character will get into a car accident, and then it'll pan to him real quick in an interview, and he goes, "And that was the first one of the weekend." <laughs> and it's like, okay, it's like what the hell? Mm -hmm. And it just they just keep doing like like things like that where she'd be like, 
uh, you're because you are it's like the Truman show where you ha- your your character is like doing a uh, inside uh one of the like it's like a you know 2D platformer run like escaping from things that are trying to kill him and then on the outside there's a sec there's another section where uh you're the person who's trying to help you escape is doing first person puzzling uh doing uh what, uh, what is it, uh, I mean, uh, it it, in the first part, she's just like tech support, but social. Yeah, she's doing social engineering to like, you know, get like hack hack different servers or steal people's key cards to try to get you out of Arcadia. But like, there will be a thing where she's helping him and on the radio, and she'll be like, "Jump! You gotta trust me. You could do it." And then it'll pan to an interview with her. I wasn't sure if he could do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like really. Very funny how quick the cuts are. It just kind of like pings back and forth on these jokes, but they don't rely on it too much. It's just, it's used at that those perfect like comedy moments just to hit. And they don't like just hit you over the head with it. And I like that. I really, I thought they do a really good job on the humor and the writing. <clears throat> there is a lot of good twists and turns that I did not see coming. I like where it went. Uh, and again, you do see when the twist happened, it's like cut to interview and then be like, I don't know. That was weird. Right. And and then cut to the act, like back to the twist. And it's like, Oh, that's pretty cool. How they really feed the comedy in with the story kind of not really breaking the fourth wall, but it's also like, you know, that's kind of the bit is that with Arcadia being like a Truman show situation, like what they, what you don't realize is that also normal people, who watched the Truman Show Arca- American Arcadia also pay money to go visit it like Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And the rule they always say is don't break the fourth wall because hmm. these people believe this is all real. And it's <laughs> so weird. It's so messed like it's up. Just... It's not even yeah. It's not even fair. But yet, poor Trevor. Trevor's just going about his daily life until I, it was even in the demo, but you're just at your desk one day and it's like your desk mate Gus he disappears one day, and then the next day he gets in and he's at his desk, and ah, oh, the computer went down. And he looks to looks to his left, and on the giant billboard that's always advertising, it says "Gus is dead," and he's like, "Gus is dead," and then from there it just goes, and it does it not stop. It does not let up until until you're having a second car accident in the same weekend. It's that <laughs> intense. Uh, there's jumping, there's puzzling, there's problem solving. Uh, there's just it takes a lot of cool things and it does it well. And the characters are the real reason to play this one. Trevor's just and- a regular guy, and it's <laughs> and they make so much like fun of how unphysically fit he is at the beginning. But by the end, he's just like running nonstop. And they're like, where did this guy get the stamina? And he's poking fun at the security guards who weren't able to catch. They drop police academy references in this. It's, yep. Ooh. it is just, uh, I will tell you, because my game of the year list has not come out. Armored Core was on there. I dropped Armored Core completely from the list plugged in american arcadia because i was like i think this knocks it out as much as i enjoyed armored core like this game slaps 
I put it. I played an hour, and I was like, "Well, this will be on top twenty, so I'll like I'll put it like <laughs> seventeen. And then by the end, I was like, "This is probably a strong number six, number five up there. This is up there. It's top ten for sure. It's just." Yeah, it's the characters, it's the writing, it's the there are hidden jokes. Like I found I found a joke that was like completely unprompted and like I told Getting Giddy's like I definitely did not see that. There's just the, like there's just hidden humor everywhere. And and like again there'll be like these long chase sequences where you're just running and platforming and if you don't get it right the character's like you know your character kind of dies. It's like a you know, it's like a one-shot kill situation. You're just trying you have to get these platforms perfectly. Mm-hmm. And like the entire time your character <laughs> like in certain points like your your character is either screaming at the guards who are chasing him or there is one section where he's just like tired of everything and he's just purposely antagonizing mm-hmm. them and arguing with them <laughs> it's like slow down will you speed up <laughs> it's like obviously doesn't have to do it but the fact that he's just feeding on it and he's playing with them oh it's and like you'll hear the guards being like, "Okay, he took a left, and then he went on the roof. That's a weird choice." <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. So it, yeah, it's just it's it's not long. It's probably like five five to seven hours, and it's just, uh, it just kind of moves. It kind of moves. It gets it gets where it needs to go. It doesn't outstay its welcome, and the humor, uh, is really really well done. I I really like all the humor that I saw in it. It's silly. But it's it's a good story. It's worth uh, experiencing. All right, and if we didn't sell you on American Arcadia, we got a blast from the past here. Alex and I both played Injustice Two. I have played Injustice Two before, uh, but it is a fighter, and I don't normally find myself playing fighter games, but Injustice just grabs some of the best characters from the DC universe and the story is the real reason to come back and experience it again. It has some branching paths because you can decide who you want to use to fight certain battles. But um, yeah, if you are unsure or don't know about the events of Injustice 1, mild spoilers because we're going to talk a little bit about Injustice 2, but during the course of the story of Injustice 1, uh, the Joker antagonizes Superman and sets off a bomb in Metropolis, killing a vast majority of the population, including Lois Lane, and driving Batman Mm. insane. Uh, And Batman, uh, (laughs) Batman comes in later, but Superman just straight up kills the Joker right then and there. And that's where it's all this uh, divergent story where Superman is now the bad guy. He's got a he becomes like he becomes like a like a, t- a dictator. Yes, leader and he's got his own Justice League of people who are now trying to prevent uh, Batman, who is the hero of that story, to come back and try and defeat him. Injustice Two <coughs> picks up after the events of Injustice One. Uh, he put he uh, Superman is in jail, mm-hmm. and then there's like an alien invasion from a character named Brainiac, which is really in the comics. There have been so many Brainiac invasions. It's it's but, crazy, uh, and they're just like like each time Superman's like, "You need me. You have to let me out of prison." And they're like, "Nope, not yet." 
Nope. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to it eventually, but there's all this other stuff going on behind the scenes because Brainiac's invading. You know, he's manipulating a bunch of the other characters, and you fight your way through it. But what Injustice Two does, I think differently. I don't know. You guys will have to help me. But there are certain interactables in the environment where there's like a you know a marquee in front of a theater. And you can just take the other character and, like, hit them, and they'll fly, hit the marquee, and come back down. Uh, You can throw stuff that's in the environment. But then the scenes where you can just, like, straight up punch somebody, and the level changes, uh, it's just wild. And then, like, this is where the Mortal Kombat, like, story kind of came from of, like, moving from scene to scene, giving characters reasons to fight. You're always changing characters Mm -hmm. per the story. But for me, these games are like they don't have the obviously the fat- the fatalities, but what they do have are the <laughs> minute and a half to two minutes of super. Yeah, games. the you build up your meter, you unleash a thing where where Batman has you picked up by a Fulton balloon that takes you into the stratosphere, and then the bat plane comes up and clips the balloon, you go flying down to Earth, and it starts, and the bat uh, plane starts shooting you with machine gun on your way down. And that's, like, his super special move. And it's like that. And it does a whole thing where you, like, that bat plane does the bat symbol on the moon and then comes back down. Mm-hmm. It's like... Over the top. It's like a long, drawn a out, long scene. But it is. it just feels powerful when you successfully execute a super move on somebody and... Uh, <laughs> You just sit down and put you put the controller down. You rest do. it next just to like, you. Like, well, there's my super. Gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch the Flash punch you through different forms of time yep. as he's going back in time. You knock <laughs> the nose you, off the Sphinx with your throw body. you into a dinosaur. And then he, yeah, a dinosaur. And then he, when he comes back, you're the Flash is there with you, and you smack. He smacks you in yourself into your past. Can self. we talk about how <laughs> jarring it must be for a T Rex to just exist, and then somebody just throws a human being into you and disappears in an it's instant? So like <laughs> you're going about your business, you're doing your T Rex stuff, and then uh, out of nowhere, some random dude T Rex stuff. Episode <laughs> titles. <laughs> just random. Doing your T-Rex doing your stuff. T-Rex stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it takes those characters and it, it grabs them and it puts them into this situation that you you wouldn't normally see. But then you get to fight other iconic characters. It does it well. It's a game that if you haven't played it before, it's worth at least, you know, watching a little bit of it so you can see what's going on. The story, I would probably say that the first one's a little bit better than the second one. But you yep. play it for the action sequences. You play it for just to see what happens. Uh, there, I I would argue there's a lot more death in the first one too. And yeah, but but I definitely think that like like the the story is like oh this kind of goes places and it like it's a full featured not kind of half put together thing. It's like oh these are voice acted and well animated they're fa- giving really good facial expressions there's team ups there's you know there's this full like interesting dialogue choices where it's like i paused the game and i like walked away and came back and it's like okay this dialogue and this conversation these cutscenes are like seven minutes I'm like oh they're still going and talking about oh the alien invasion yeah. crazy you know and then every character has those giant bombastic super moves 
it's just it's a it's a good package. It's a really good. But package. being able to pick between some of the characters, it'll be like, do you want to play as Blue Beetle at this point, or do you want to play as I can't remember, like Cyborg. Uh, yeah, Cyborg, or do you want to play as Black Canary, or do you want to play as oh, Arrow. yeah, Green Arrow. Arrow. So it, it's there. Uh, there's a. Uh, a diverse cast of characters you get really get a taste of what it has to offer and if you're just a fighting person game then you know you can do that too but story-wise this is why i would play a fighting game injustice 2 coming to a theater near you all right somebody threw video game homework in here so this is my transition i hope you like it <laughs> video game homework not starting until after the new year. You guys ready? You got your notebooks? You ready to take notes? Yep. Gonna, mm-hmm. on, let me see if I have... I want to see if I have this on Steam. All right. I told Alex a little bit earlier today because he was pestering I me. Do. Install. <laughs> uh, it, we won't have it due anytime soon. I, I understand and I appreciate everybody has family stuff that's going on, so... Your video game homework coming up soon to a, a Super GG radio near you. Dishonored. All right. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't care how you play it. I don't care I'm how many a, people you kill. I'm going genocide. Going genocide. I just need you I, I did to the, do the thing. I did the, the try to not kill anybody run. I now go in genocide. I don't know what I'm going to do. I did it once. Joel, be the bad guy for the show. Hey, Joel, here's an easy layup. <laughs> Take <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Don't do want a killing spree. Yeah. Be the bad guy. All right. Duh. For homework. Yeah. And I think it's only like what? It's not long. It can be long, uh, depending on how you play it. If you go full murder hobo, it's not as long as stealth mode. It's like it's like twelve. Yeah. That's six episodes. I, I don't expect it to uh, be that long but you know you do what you will okay guys how long to beat has it somewhere between 12 hours and 38 oh it's, yeah it's that's because gonna... it's like a lot there's a lot of like hidden lore and stuff yeah. like a lot of hidden like collectibles and whatnot or also many ways to play to get no, no that's what i was saying like if you go full stealth you're probably going to find yourself closer to 20 hours yep but if you play it like a normal person probably not that long <laughs> all right we're there guys we're we're right about at the end i'm just gonna take us to one last thing and this week's one last thing is brought to you by that beat list though you gotta get you gotta get 60 i'm on the road here. to 60 yep. we have a beat list you've alec doesn't you fill finish it games <laughs> What is he this? He does not fill it out. He's beaten like three other games and he's not. That's <laughs> fine. No. He's he's doing all right. Um, I really want to f- finish Tales of Arise. I, I feel like I've put a pretty good amount of time in it so far. But next year, I got to tell you guys, it's dangerous. Like a Dragon is in January. February has a Persona game. It's got a Final Fantasy game. I can't even see March at this point, so... I don't know. Alex, what do you got? Uh, I would like to play Tales of Arise. I have not played a game in a while. <laughs> I've been real busy with work and, and uh, end of the year crunch podcasting and, yeah. and indie games. Is it Mario time? Like, 
we have Joel and I were on the Nintendo main podcast last night. Uh, we have this one. I have Culture Combine tomorrow. Uh, next week we have Nintendo World Report. Yeah. It's it's yeah. and our white elephant gifts. It's Mario time. And white elephant gifts. It's Mario yeah. time. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty. Uh, speaking of the beat list, I'm pretty beat. <laughs> <laughs> End of segment. Go ahead and move on. Well, I mean, we have two other people, so Joel. <laughs> so uh, I installed Fortnite on my Xbox to and try the kick uh, the Rocket League, uh, Rocket Racing. I think that's what they call it on there. The, Rocket the Racer. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's fine. I fell into a big Rocket League hole though now, and I I can't get out. You know, I appreciate that. I miss playing Rocket League with you guys and then having to split the teams so that you and Hartwig can't be together. Mm-hmm. That right, was a for, lot of fun. For what it's worth, I I have deteriorate, deteriorated significantly. Good. I mean, I was never good, so... <laughs> you needed to be nerfed. <laughs> New patch, nerf Joel. Nerf this. Yep. Alec. You know, I'll see if I can get one more game on the beat list this year. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna wrap up Super Mario RPG on the Switch. <gasps> That's there the new new one. Yep. He beat the old one already this year too. Yep. You do it, dude. I believe in you. And end game content. Yes. I don't know if I'm gonna do the end game content. No, you don't have to. It's fine. I, I don't really want to fight Kulix in the two in 3d mode i heard skrillex and i'm just gonna leave it at that <laughs> i love dubstep wub, 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 wub. <laughs> and what was it from first to last i like from first to last it's a good emo band all right that'll be it for this week's episode of super gg radio before we go you can find us on x at super gg radio and twitch.tv slash super gg radio where Hey guys, I took the time to rewrite this part, so it's going to go much better. Thursdays are podcast night. Please sit and enjoy a nice time with us. Or listen to us on the internet. Mondays, Joel is being the bad guy. He's finishing up Disco Elysium and moving on to... Dishonored? Something else? Dishonored? I was... I committed to Mass Effect. Did you did you install Mass Effect? Not yet. Alright, do what you will with that. Tuesdays, Alex is back on his board, of which he is never bored. Nope, I'm skateboarding, man. All day. All day, er day? All day, er day. I like that. Um, yeah, Skater XL and Chill. Come by, listen to some tunes, and just hang out. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening and good game, Alex. GG, get a good game, Joel. Good game. And good game, Alec. GG. That's why there's so much chafing. <laughs> <laughs>